It's the Bobby Dollar Show. We back with a season three. Can you believe this? <laughs> Hey, we're going to have some fun, man. Hey, whole new year, whole new look. New co-host, new artist. Hey, man, let's have some new fun. I'm in the game, I was on the bench. First I was renting, now I'm collecting rent. First it was the Beamer, now I want the Benz. Spending all the back, like, here I go again. Outside says chirp, not a camera phone. Told you I'm a mate, keep the channels on. Why you acting different when the camera's on? Why you acting different like your paper long? Hey, it's your girl Autumn from the Lit Life Podcast, where I encourage you to live your life autonomously. So we're talking about depression and anxiety today. And I just want to let y'all know that I have definitely had my bouts with it. (sighs) Waking up day after day, just not knowing whether or not you're going to feel okay today. Not knowing if you're over it. Not knowing what the day or the week or even the month may bring especially during these last I don't know what 20 months of the pandemic I know for a fact we have been down bad but let me tell y'all what we gonna do we're gonna be grateful for the fact that there are certain things that we can control you know, depression and anxiety is just, you know, they're, they're those things that are just kind of out of our control, right? But there are things that we can do to make sure that we get through it. The first thing we're going to do is we're just going to be grateful for that. We're going to be grateful for these things. We're going to practice our self-care. We're going to get us some therapy. We're going to get us some meds if that's what we need to do. And we're going to get up every single day and continue to fight. And I know that sounds tiring. It is tiring some days, but we do have good days, y'all. And we got to hold on to those good days and the feelings that come out of those good days. And if this isn't you, if you're one of the lucky ones that don't constantly have to deal with this, You are very, very lucky, first of all. (laughs) And second of all, I just want to ask you not only to check on your friends that appear to be sad, but please, I beg you to check on your friends that are just very happy. You never really, really know what people are going through. One minute they're on social media and they're smiling and everything is good and the next minute they're gone I've personally experienced this and I pray that nobody ever has to experience it y'all take care of yourselves peace hey yo what it do man it's your big homie Bobby Dallas and we are back again with episode two of depression um, I mean, I, first off, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and actually spending a, a few minutes that you have with me and um, my wonderful man, all these great podcasters that's been leaving me messages and actually making appearances on the show, speaking about mental health. Um, I mean, we we actually starting to figure out right now, we starting to learn, man, that 
mental health, man, and the awareness and all of the above, man, just check mark the D. All of the above, man, is very, very important. Like this is something that we really need to focus on because we have so, so many uh, children that are being born within this pandemic and that are growing up in this pandemic. And, you know, um, at any given moment, man, they can experience some of these things that we actually dealing with on a regular basis. I mean, and this new normal, you know what I'm saying? So it's, um, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And today we're going to dive into, um, a little bit of COVID-19 depression. Um, like this is something that's new to me too. Uh, I won't deny, I thought at one point I actually had COVID-19, but I didn't. Um, I wound up with some kind of new flu, they said it was, and it turned into a sinus infection. I don't, it was all kind of crazy, man. But um, I had talked to a few people that actually did contract uh, COVID-19, and I spoke to them, and they kind of gave me some descriptions and some things and the way they felt about, you know, um, the longevity of COVID-19 because it doesn't just go away after the 14 days. So um, today, man, I decided I wanted to bring in some more special people, man. My girl, Alex McEwen is here with me again. Um, she'll be in to speak with us about COVID-19 depression. And then I also have someone new. <laughs> My girl, Shannon Fersner from Five Minute and I know y'all know her, man. Five minute conversation podcast. Come on, man. If y'all don't know, you better get to it. You better know because she's here today and um, she's going to talk to us, man, and, and tell us a, little, a few things about her experiences as well. Um, Alex and Shannon, man, if y'all on, come on on and say hi to the people. Hello. How you doing? It's five minute convo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, convo is... It's, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want people to go look up five minute conversation and it don't pop up. I mean, five minute combo. Okay. My, I stand corrected. <laughs> it's five minute combo podcast. Oh, you good. You good. You good. <laughs> That's Thank what's you up. For so. having me. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. I really Absolutely. Alex, how you doing today? Everything good? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing today, y'all? Oh man, we good, we good. So today, y'all, we diving into this COVID nineteen thing, man. Um, we we all know this is a huge deal, man. It's a huge topic. Um, we gonna talk about the effects, man. Um, that COVID nineteen leads to, and I didn't know it myself. I didn't know if y'all did, but uh, there is an actual depression that comes with COVID-19. I mean, even so much so to where it creates a PTSD. Um, I don't know. Um, it, it's something hard to to think about and discuss. What 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 you thinking, Shannon? Um, it, it definitely is. I actually, it's crazy. I had a dream the other night that I was somewhere without my mask. I had anxiety in the dream. Oh, like, wow. I woke up and I was like panicking, like, Oh my God. And I said, Shannon, relax. And I think that's just how bad it is now because everything it's a paranoia. Like I literally don't go nowhere. I'm still in the house uh. and it makes me feel crazy sometimes, but I'm literally one of those ones that I'm still in the house. I, I don't, I don't go anywhere, but to the grocery store at home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, now Alex, I know you definitely can, can like give us some words here because of the situations that go on in Oklahoma City with um, the mass mandate and 
the kind of back and forth with the governor and everything on whether you can wear a mask or can't wear a mask. I'm sure that um, it's a lot of COVID-19 depression going on there, you know, dealing with the loss of loved ones and things like that. Oh, most definitely. And I just got to play off of Shannon's point real quickly because I've had those same dreams myself, whether I'm at the grocery store and my mask just for whatever reason disappears or mm -hmm. someone would rock up and actually take it from me. But yeah. I've had that those same exact feelings and dreams before. Oh, yeah. wow. That's what's up, man. Hey, that's serious. That's serious. Wow. Luckily, it's never happened in your life, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <exactly laughs> right. I don't right. forget my mask. My, I got them in the car. I have them in the house. Anywhere. Mm -hmm. They have my purse. Like, I have exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 My mask basket is pretty large. It is pretty large <laughs> in our family. <laughs> I feel like they should be free. I hate that you have to buy masks. I don't mm -hmm. know why it bothers me. Because I'm like, this is a pandemic. Yeah. Like exactly that should be given away. You should not have to purchase a mask. Like exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're buying like special ones that are more of an accessory, yeah. okay, I get that. Like I do have one that likes that, but that's more so a reflection of my personality. Right. I get why you would pay for something that lights up, but just a basic mask that that's just money grabs right there they should be free for everyone Every company is doing it right so okay so so ladies tell me something here now in our last episode we discussed um depression like we we went we kind of went deep into depression um shannon i got a few questions for you like i asked alex in the last episode like mm -hmm. first like me myself first i'm 44 all right mm -hmm. um when I spoke with Alex, she said she was early 20s. Mm -hmm. um, we also had Marco on the show, Marco the Prince, and he said that he was 33. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 41. Okay, so being your age and then knowing, like, when I asked everybody their age, it was... Um, it was an open, it wasn't an open-ended question. There was like, <laughs> there, there was a, a method to that. And okay. the thing is, is uh, me asking is, like at what age being your age now at what age would you say you actually started to learn about mental health and mental illness i would have to say about 34. okay yeah i probably was about 34. Uh, i lost my mom in 2010 and i i just turned 30 when i lost my mom and i thought i was good yeah. like you know, because she had cancer, so we were we were prepared. You never can prepare for it, but we kind of knew it was going to happen. So maybe a year, two years after she passed, I just went to a really dark place, and I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was going crazy because I have this big personality. But that person no longer exists, but I hid it very well because mm -hmm. everybody on the outside, nobody could see, like, that I was really drowning on the inside. When I would come home, it was like pure darkness. And I was like, maybe I need to talk to somebody, but I'm from the South. You don't go to no therapist, you go to church, <laughs> you contact somebody in the family and you let them know like, that's what's going on. And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna have to seek therapy. But that was the first time because we didn't talk about mental illness in my household growing up. It was church. It was prayer. That's it. Like yeah. nothing outside of that was the answer. That's it. It's prayer in church. Yeah. You know, Marco mentioned in our last episode with me and Alex that 
you know, in the black community, and it's it's kind of true, you kind of get shunned and kind of talk crazy to when you say to yourself that you want to see a therapist or you want to, you know, you want to go talk to somebody about the way that you feel. Yeah. Um, I'm, I know for a fact that growing up in our household, it was just something that never got mentioned. And uh, I had mentioned to Alex and them in the other episode before too, like my household was different and I grew up, you know, amongst some pretty strong people, some, some street guys and all of that. And I never looked at it like it was something that would ever happen to me. So I never really cared if that makes sense to you, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, and then, and then I asked Alex, Alex, you did say uh, in the last episode that you had never been medically diagnosed for any kind of depression, but it was just the ups yes. and downs, right? For sure. Well, absolutely. Well, talk to us, Alex, you and uh, Shannon, man, like Shannon, have you ever been medically diagnosed with uh, depression or any kind of uh, mental health? No, I have not. I do believe that I, I have been depressed. Um, my therapist, the second session, she was like, she didn't want to diagnose me with anything because I told her that I could see myself happy. I could see that person, but I just couldn't get to her. And she was like, I have people coming here that can't even see their way out. And that was her reason for not diagnosing me because she said I had, she felt that I was capable of pulling myself out of it. So didn't diagnose me with it. So no, I've never been like medically diagnosed, but I definitely would say I have suffered from depression. Very oh, okay. bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who was that? that? Alex's dog. <laughs> that would be Alex's dog. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I know I don't have one. <laughs> Yeah, my dog's upstairs. I yelled at mine already. They're upstairs now. But um, <clears throat> but I, I get that. Okay, so um, that means basically then we all kind of on the same boat. We on the same level because I've never been medically diagnosed as well. But again, I've never actually went to the doctor to say that, you know, I felt a certain kind of way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, so Shannon, what what do you do for a living right now? Um, I'm an HR recruiter for Walmart. Okay. And have you ever had to deal with like any work-related issues? You, I mean, you too, Alex, like, have you, have you guys ever had to deal with like any work-related issues that may have caused like you or your coworkers, like some harm as far as mental health and mental illness goes? Um, I'm not going to name names because that <laughs> is just something we don't do in the <laughs> journalism field, but yes, I, with my first like serious writing gig, my editor, she was pretty toxic and isolating. And if you did mention that you had a family thing to go do, then she would just dump a lot of work on you and be really not cooperative and really working against you. And I was, I was, it was a lot better when I was able to get out of that situation because it was a very bad situation to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. What about you, Shannon? Um, for me, well, I've just had this is a new job for me. I've only been working it for two months and it's remote. Best thing ever because I don't have to deal with anyone. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I taught elementary for like 10, 11 years. So, of course, I'm dealing with issues from the parents, issues from the students. Yeah, students, students, yeah, yeah. Issues from the principal, everybody. So that 
teaching is very stressful. And I feel like every teacher deserves her own personal therapist for free. Because mm -hmm. especially now, because I still have a lot of teacher friends, especially now with COVID and the pandemic, they have extra stress on them now where some parents are like, my child's not wearing the mask. And, yeah. you know, it's just so much more like that my teacher friends are going through. So, yes, like, yes, it, it's worse now. But, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's really in your face right now. It really yeah. is like and it's hard to it's kind of hard to to. Um, I don't know how to say it, you know, like it's hard to tell these grownups that they need to wear a mask. Yeah. You know, like you don't want to police adults like you, you want to let them make their own decisions, you know, and when they're not making their own decisions, it's kind of like they just have to deal with the, the repercussions. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you an adult, you know. So I definitely understand that part. So what would you say then, ladies, what, what would y'all say the major cause of the depression when it comes to COVID-19 would be? Like, would it be the loss of a loved one? Would it just be the anxiety or the thought of knowing that you got COVID and you could die, you could wind up on a vent? Like, what would, you, what would you say? I think it's all of the above. And I think it's the confusion. And it's so many outlets that's giving you different answers. So it's like, what do I believe? Yes, we know it exists and all of that. But it's so many different stories. Because you got some people say, oh, people vaccinated, they have that have passed away. Oh, you don't, you know, you don't have to wear your mask if you're vaccinated. It's so many different stories that it heightens the anxiety because you're like, what do I do? It's, I just don't even know what to do anymore because I don't know what's real and what's not. So that just, I think overall makes the situation even worse. Right. Yeah. What about you, Alex? You got any? Um... I mean, I do. I definitely agree with what Shaman says. It's all of the above. But for me, it's got to be the isolation because when this first started, I, I went so long without seeing extended family, aunts and cousins, and I miss them so much. Yeah. And it was so difficult because we would, luckily we all live in very close proximity to each other, all within about a 30 minute drive. So it was so easy. About once a week, we'd go have a huge potluck and then all of a sudden that stops and you just miss those connections and the conversations and that bonding time that you have with each other and for it to be so isolating and for all of it to just stop. Yeah. That's where it was so hard for me. Yeah. And then yeah. just isolating from complete strangers. I enjoy socializing, going to restaurants, going to events. And then you're not seeing these familiar faces anymore that you see once a week, every other week for years. And then it just stops. That was hard. And I was sad just two weeks ago because I was going to go to a concert. There was mask and vaccine mandates put in place. Thinking, okay, this is going to be great. It's going to be safe. But living in Oklahoma, that was not able to happen because they did not want to meet the artist's request. So right, I was right. down about that. That was going to be the first thing that me and my family had went and done since the pandemic had started like the first real thing that was not essential and then for it to be canceled three days before it was going to happen that was pretty hard yeah, to take yeah, in. yeah it's kind of heartbreaking you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah man that is crazy man I, I well i know um me myself personally like i don't i can't put a finger on it 
I mean, I would say that um, when when you're dealing with when you're dealing with it, like depression, as far as COVID nineteen goes, it would it would be just some of the stories that my wife has told me. Like um, she's a respiratory therapist, so she's been actually essential like i've been essential everybody in my house actually is essential me my son my daughter all of us we're essential so we haven't been sitting home we haven't been able to like quarantine and stay away from people we haven't been able to do any of that so you know like she said some of the most depressing things is knowing that this individual just passed away and the family has to stand outside in front of a glass and look at the dead body and cry and mourn they can't touch it they can't be around it they can't say it proper goodbyes you know what i'm saying and that could oh, be some, sure. somebody's husband somebody's son or daughter or wife you know what i'm saying so i think um that would be more of a leading cause of depression for me you know to know that somebody's gone and then we there was nothing we could do and then you know it was stated that they would just cremate the body it wouldn't even be a funeral or any of that you know what i'm saying absolutely so yep. Like even hearing those stories last year, like, and it was scary because you you just like, am I next? Is that gonna be me? Like, like, you just the fear was real last year, like, very real. And I would hate to hear those stories because it's like, how do you do that? How do you go on from that when you wasn't even to give somebody a proper goodbye? Like, I can imagine those family members are still dealing with that loss. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely i definitely agree with that part absolutely absolutely and just going back to last year when it was at the peak and they were having to use refrigerated trucks to store yeah. bodies and, and then yeah. cremate what if that happened to your loved one and you didn't even know it happened what if it's someone you don't talk to every day yeah. every week it'd been yeah. a while since you talked to them you don't even know if it had happened or not so that's what i had always thought about and how difficult that must be to deal with it was just absolutely crazy. That's it still is crazy every America, single day. America was not prepared for it. They, yeah. they were not prepared for this pandemic. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. So, all right. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And um, when we come back, man, we're going to dive into some of this COVID-19 depression here. Um We'll, we'll go over a few facts, man, and, and talk a little bit and try to kind of try to figure out what we can do to try to help people, man, because hey, this is real serious, you know. Um, it's the big homie, man. We'll be right back. So in my life, while I have dealt with depression here and there for various reasons, it hasn't been something that I've dealt with every day. But I've actually learned a lot about how it affects a person as I try to help my youngest daughter navigate her mental health struggles and it's been a really interesting road to walk as a parent because at times I felt really powerless and unable to help her. And it sucks because it's like as parents, we want, of course, the best for our kids. We want to protect our kids. We don't want to see our kids hurt. But like I said, at times I felt very powerless where there was literally nothing I could do for her. And it's been a really hard road to navigate because it's not my life it's her life and she can only articulate so much to me about what she's going through and what she's feeling mental health is important and i believe that everyone should check into their mental health um 
it's very important that you do acknowledge your mental health not saying that there's anything wrong with you but acknowledge it how i actually cope with my mental health is that i affirm myself daily with i am i am rich i am powerful i am strong i am a um survivor i am a money magnet anything that actually comes to mind i am affirming myself so make sure that you place yourself first and always affirm yourself in any situations circumstances or anything in that matter don't hold back find you someone to talk to and just know that you are not the only person in the world that may be going through the things you're going through all right, man, and we back. It's the big homie, and welcome back to the Bobby Dallas Show. All right, so, hey, uh, I got Alex McEwen here with me, and, of course, I, you know what, I, I, I'm going to just let you say five-minute convo. You you tell him, <laughs> since, uh, since I had... <laughs> it's your girl, Shannon, from Five Minute Convo. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what's up, man. All right, so we're going to dive back into this again, man. So today, this topic basically is about the depressive state of COVID-19. Um, we know this pandemic, man, it's been associated with mental health and all the challenges, man, like the mortality rate been high. This this disease, man, it's it's um, it's stopping all the activities. Um, it done impacted a lot of physical things as far as like, you know, Alex mentioned before, going out, going to the movies, uh, working out, you know, um, it's not even easy to do social distancing at this present moment because, with all the different variants that's out right now, um, I think it's like, uh, um, what is it? Delta, Lambda, Jacob, Michael, you know, it's, right. I, I don't know, man. It's so many of them, you know R1. what I'm saying? <laughs> so many. Yeah, and it's it's crazy right now. So I don't know. Um, we was just speaking a second ago about, you know, some of the, the major causes of this. And, you know, we, we all came in agreement that it's the death of it all you know um i want i want to ask y'all like do you think that having covid 19 or experiencing it and then getting over it do you think that it plays a huge part on the mental like making you feel vulnerable enough to become depressed oh i completely agree with that because not only does covid covid take such a toll on you physically it's got to take such a toll on you mentally. And then I have a friend and he now literally has lesions on his brain from dealing with this virus. So just having to overcome everything that you dealt with physically, but now you're having to overcome it mentally. So yes, I think it takes a huge toll on the body mentally. Oh, yeah. wow, man. I And I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I've heard stories that people are having long lasting effects from it. Like, Thank God I, I haven't experienced it or anyone like close to me or anyone in my family. Um, and if I do know somebody that's had it, they they had like mild symptoms, but I've heard like some really, really sad stories like that are people still dealing with it after they don't even have it anymore. So Right, the long haul yeah. COVID. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing that's scary because you're like, okay, if I do get it, like what if I have something that's long lasting? It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Like, that's the scary part, too. Yeah, I agree with that part 100%, man. And I think it's more scary and the depression portion of it all. I think it's more scary because 
you really don't know like if you're going to get it if you have it sometimes it's in your yep. system for seven days before it actually starts to mm -hmm. you know to make you feel a certain kind of way and yeah you know mm -hmm. just just thinking i guess from the hindsight like man if i get it i could end up on a vent i could yep. end up dying right. my lungs could collapse mm -hmm. um right. you know mental instabilities um I mean, I guess I guess that would put you in a stupor, man, and make you depressed. You know what I'm saying? It, it would make you feel a certain kind of way, especially if a loved one actually has it right in your home. Exactly. Or right, you know, yeah, yeah that, that's that's kind of crazy. Wow, man, that is crazy. Well, a lot of um, a lot of the reviews state that uh, older adults, man, they are more vulnerable to like severe illnesses and stuff like that. But but when they get coronavirus, they're like 90 percent more susceptible, yeah. like all the experience. I mean, not experience. I'm sorry. All of the um the, the levels, man, from anxiety and depression and and all the stuff that's happening in the pandemic, it increases everything for them because they're so much older. You know, um, I don't know if it's about like just sitting on the couch every day watching TV and enjoying your retirement and like I don't have a care in the world and yeah. then you see something like this on TV and it's saying that if it if you get touched as an adult an older adult by COVID you're you're going to die I guess that that would be one of the factors that would actually do it for the older adults I mean do you think Oh, I completely agree because you go your, you work your entire life to get to this point where it's supposed to be nothing but happiness and enjoyment, and then life throws another curveball at you, and now you're having to deal with this. We're like seriously, we're living through this. I cannot even imagine what that could feel like. Yeah, and what I mean, and another thing is like, what do you do? Do I stop living my life because the fear is so real? Like, and I think that's something that I battle with too. Because, uh, like I told you, I have I used to enjoy going to the music. I mean, the movies, hanging out, mm -hmm. concerts, hanging out with my friends all the time. Like, I, I'm a party planner, so I love having stuff at my house. I haven't done none of that, and exactly it's like. You know, a lot of my friends, they're like, well, Sheena, when you, you you vaccinated, you, you're doing all the proper things. Like, when are you going to get back out? I'm like, I'm not ready yet. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's fear is still there where I'm like, yo, okay, so I am vaccinated or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm still, the fear is still real. Like, yeah. and I'm mm -hmm. so comfortable. I was a homebody somewhat before, but I'm a huge homebody now. And it don't make it no better that my job is now remote. So, like, yeah. I just... You know, it's just a big fear. Like, when will I start back to live my life again? Yeah. Will you ever go back to living your life the yeah. same way? It's a big question. I don't yeah. think I don't think we ever will. I think this is the new normal. I think um, yeah. it'll be a long time coming before we actually see life like we did 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because I cannot remember if I told this episode on the first uh, podcast or not. But my um, aunt, her husband, my uncle... They had went back to doing things pre-pandemic ways because th they all got vaccinated. They were fully vaccinated. So they're back to living normal. Hey, when are you going to start come doing this thing? Me, my mom, I said, we did not go back to doing those things, even though we were fully vaccinated as well. Because we're like, I don't know. Things are yeah. still pretty bad. I think you should hold back. Then he ended up getting super sick, not with COVID. We thought it was COVID, but it ended up being community pneumonia and he is still dealing with the effects of that. And he was in the hospital about 
five days, maybe longer. Mm. And they are back to shut it down, only essential things again. Yeah. 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 And that's perfect. It's like you're afraid, like, like you said, you thought you had it, but I mean, you didn't. But you like, you have a sniffle and you're like, oh God, is that COVID? And it's mm-hmm. like, is COVID the only thing you can get now? It's like, what happened to like the flu or a sinus infection or just a, a regular common cold? It's like nobody, everybody has canceled all that out and immediately saying, oh, it must be COVID. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, you, and- you, that's, that's, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. It's just like, it's good. It's, it's um, to me, I, I called it COVID shaming, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like, and it's, and it's not good because like I had, I had read your tweet, you know, the other day, Shannon, where you were like, you know, I'm, I'm finna cough in public now. I'm not, right. you know, <laughs> it's like, and, and it's a damn shame because it's like at, at our age grown as hell, we mm-hmm. are, we afraid of what people going to think. Like, I don't want people to think I got the, got the heebie-jeebies. If I cough, they ain't going to, they, they going to all run from me and, and everybody going to know I'm exposed in Jesus Christ. And you know, and it's, it's never nothing like that. Like, I tell my, I tell everybody, man, do what you do and let life happen because when when it's all said and done, it was going to happen anyway, because life is written like this ain't like, they know what they was doing with this pandemic. Everybody, everybody that's dealing with it and understands it and has accepted it is Mm -hmm. as moving on into the new normal. Mm -hmm. But, but the ones that don't want to believe it and the ones that don't want to accept it are the ones that, literally won't get vaccinated and is prepared to die you know what i'm saying they don't want it exactly right they don't they don't want to accept the new normal they don't want to walk around in in these new shoes they want to stay comfortable and in their armchairs and doing the things that they was doing before all of this occurred but it's too late for that now absolutely absolutely too late man the shaming man is kind of actually if you really want to know the truth the shaming is outrageous man and the way people are doing this to people and like pushing them into a corner and pushing their back against the wall, making them feel a certain kind of way because they got a cold or they may have got the flu or something. And they haven't even started giving out flu shots yet. It's that negative psychological effect, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what causes the PTSD after, after the fact, if you ask me. Yeah, even if like you sneeze or cough, because I have a cousin, he has a disease called scleroderma. And Mm -hmm. um, sometimes like he'll go into these coughing fits. And this was maybe about four months ago, he came to visit me and we went out to eat. And he went into one of those coughing fits. And he was trying so hard. I almost felt sad for him, but he was trying so hard to keep it at a minimum because he already knew like people were gonna be like dang he's doing all this coffee and he said he was like people gonna be looking at me crazy thinking i got covid i'm like boy don't even worry about it it is what it is but i felt bad for him because it's like he didn't have covid he has a disease that causes him to co- go into these coughing fits so right it's sad. yeah it, it's sad yeah man like oh. that's crazy yeah i don't i don't i mean like you really can't I don't know. Like people don't, people don't know people. Nobody knows who you are when you go different areas and different locations, stores, restaurants, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. You know, if you do have something like, you know, he had nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody would know. So that's the whole fact of, I always say to my kids, man, like the whole fact is, is that nobody in the world has compassion anymore. 
and it's like they see that and it's mm-hmm. like and it's like damn something really wrong with that person man get him out of here man let him go sit in the back and die somewhere we don't want him around us versus mm-hmm. actually extending a hand and saying man what's really going on um i think that's probably what causes all the confusion and the anger man and you mm-hmm. know um keeping people in quarantine longer like you know like yourself shannon you know stuff like that mm-hmm. um it initiate a fear you know what i'm saying like it, it initiates a fear in people mm-hmm. and absolutely it's just kind of crazy man like a whole bunch of inadequate ass information you know what i'm saying yeah, that's, that's and it. misinformation and disinformation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I talked about this on my podcast last week when you talked about having compassion and empathy and i said like it was sad because when you hear about somebody passing and they were not vaccinated, people are like, oh, that's what they get. I'm like, no, this is still a person. Like you can't like shame them for a decision. We don't know why they made that choice not to get vaccinated. We just don't know why, but I still don't want you to be like, oh, that's what they get. They should have got vaccinated. Where's the compassion? This was a soul. This was somebody's family member. I get you have your opinions and how you feel about a person being vaccinated or not, but still just don't kick that person out. Like, oh, well, we should have been vaccinated. It's, we have to have more compassion and empathy for each other, especially during these times, especially. Yeah. And people really need it. They really, really need it because if you if you do the research, man, it'll tell you that over half the people that actually contract COVID-19, mm-hmm. they report that they have depression after they come out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> so, um, COVID-19, uh, coronavirus depression is real, man. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said a, a few minutes ago, I'm really thinking in the back of my mind that this is the reason why the shaming is so prominent because, you know, people don't know what to expect and it's just easier, you know, like you said, to just get rid of them than to actually deal with them, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's crazy, man. But um, I did uh, I, see. I don't want to read this statistic because <laughs> because I, I don't I don't have the uh, source information. I, I didn't put the source information with this, so I won't read the statistic. But I will just say, I will just say that um, between May 2020 and January 2021, 52 percent of COVID-19 people suffered major depression. Oh gosh! You know, and I and I, I like I said, I can't read the entire amount of the whole thing because I don't have the uh, <clears throat> I don't have the the reference. Yeah. But um, I hate it when I only partially write it down. <laughs> yeah, that's on me, man. I, I you know I I try I try my best. <laughs> but I did I did take this one though. I did take this from uh, Dr. Roy Perlis. Um, he a psychiatrist out of Harvard Medical School. He said that people who have been ill with COVID-19 can experience depressive symptoms for many months after their initial illness. Oh, and, gosh. And he's the lead researcher. So um, combination of chronic stress during the pandemic and uh, the disruption of people, you know, the disruption of people's uh, social networks, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That, that is like a the major major and this is this is statistical like that's that's one of the major reasons for depression and anxiety mm-hmm. right people, you know people's social networks not 
not being intact, IG going down, uh, mm-hmm. Twitter account getting banned. Mm-hmm. And this is all through the pandemic, through the COVID-19 thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's so difficult when the social networks do shut down and you're not able to connect to people in person. Then you're having problems online and you're not able to connect with that community you built for yourself online. So that would be so difficult, like we already talked about, to have all that ripped away at once and how isolating it can be and how it's so destructive when you do not have that support system to lean on yeah yeah that's true that's true man that is absolutely true um i mean but you know depression is treatable you know what i'm saying um oh yes Mm -hmm. i i guess um I, i don't really know i don't have any statistics or any any really like scientific ways to treat depression I know there's medications, you know, that you can take to kind of bring you out mm-hmm. of it slowly, you know, but the only thing that I can really think is just like listening to people, man, and talking to people and letting them express themselves and, and get the stuff off their chest. Like, I think that would really help as far as like the depression goes, especially when they grieving and things like that, because nobody grieves the same. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And what's so difficult with mental illness is that it's not a one-size-fits-all treatment. It really has to be tailored to each individual because each person who's dealing with mental illness, it can be such a vast, each case is different, but each individual, it's so different. It varies and varies and varies because it's so vastly different person to person. Yeah. 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 I mean, every mindset is different. That is absolutely mm-hmm. true. You know, and one way that it's affecting me might might not affect you the same way. Like you might be tripping off of it from a whole different angle, you know. So you're right. It's so widespread, man. Um, I don't know. Maybe if the government let me let me stop. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the government, the government can't really <laughs> you're breaking your own rules there. <laughs> you're right. No, no politics. Hey, but I will say this though, real talk, man, like as much as these people are encouraging everybody to get vaccinated, if they encourage that same amount, like put that same energy into noticing the symptoms and actually trying to help the symptoms with depression and stuff like that, you know, maybe some of this will be a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe we'll come out on top. Yeah. And it it would be a, a lot less suicide, you know, um, a lot less suicidal music, you yeah. know, all all of that kind of stuff. You know, it it, it really plays a huge part because a lot of man, I me, we said that in the first uh, episode. Like a lot of the artists really have a lot of depressive songs. Like mm-hmm. absolutely, man, it blows my mind. Yeah, and I don't want to hear that in your music. Even now, like I'm a big like I watch movies and TV shows a lot. And like I was watching Queen Sugar and they got on masks, they talking about the vaccination. I, I like to escape. Like I get that's what's going on now, but I don't want to see it in the movies. I don't want to hear it in the music. I don't want to see it in my TV shows. That is an escape for me. Movies, TV shows, books and stuff like that. I know you want to be with the times and include it in there, but how do we get back to like making people laugh and having those good moments? We have to find an escape from this COVID and pandemic. And I'm just like, 
it's just taken over so much that people don't even have anything else to talk about. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I go back and forth whether I like seeing it in media or not because, I mean, I like, when I watch this, I love for it to be relatable and put myself in that position. It's like, oh my God, that's happened before. But then at the same time, you, like you said, Shannon, you do want that escape. So it's it's such a fine line for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely, man. So so tell me, uh, ladies, one, either one of y'all, both of y'all actually, um, would you happen to have any instances like um, that you've ever dealt with or recently dealt with you know, with the COVID-19, like maybe thinking in your mind that you may have had it because you were ill and found yourself falling into a depression, but came out of it. Or like a, a loved one called you and said, man, I got COVID and you couldn't stop thinking about it, you know, which may have driven you into, you know, that type of mindset. Like, ha- have you guys experienced anything like that throughout the pandemic? I recently had a cold for the first time in like two years and I was a little panicked, and then when my nose got stuffy and I couldn't smell my hand soap, I was pretty panicked. I wouldn't say it was depressive, but it was definitely panic, and I was okay. It did turn out just to be a cold, but fortunately, there's been no loved one to have had COVID. The closest thing was, like I said, when my uncle got walking pneumonia, we was all really scared about that, but thankfully, it was not COVID. Yeah. Yeah, not my way either. Um, I may have had like maybe a sniffle here, but no one close to me um, and I haven't experienced anything. But it's still, you know, those fears of like, like you say, if you get a little sniffle or your throat is sore or something like that, like, (laughs) oh God, is this it? (laughs) Now, see, let me, let me explain something to you, Shannon, since you don't go nowhere. All your TV shows wear masks to keep you safe because you ain't going no damn where you just watch TV. So <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy. I still like, I still, I don't know. I still just sometimes just have that like, like well, who are you around? Be like, I know, but still, that's just how that's just how your inner voice can like trick your mind to think like maybe. Maybe it was the band at the grocery store. We were on the same aisle, even though we had our mask on. But yeah. well, I, I know where my cold came from. It came from my two sweet, one of my two sweet nieces, because I was over there helping with them, with my aunt, because my cousin was having uh, my new sweet little nephew. So I was over there helping with that. So I know that's where my cold came from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell y'all a story um, of how I got COVID and didn't even know I had it mm. before oh, yes. before it even came out. <laughs> this happened in December of 2019, January of 2020. Mm-hmm. I was working for a warehouse that I still work for now. I don't say names and stuff because I'm not promoting nobody that ain't paying me. So, <laughs> so I was working for this warehouse and in this warehouse, I moved around a lot. Like I moved around a lot to so much so to a point to where I would have to sometimes use paper towels or a towel to wipe my face, my head, my chest and stuff because I'd be really sweating. Mm-hmm. And and while I was there, I always wore sweatpants and maybe a hoodie or a sweatshirt or something. I like to sweat because I own a lawn care service and I do it all the time. I'm outside, you know. So sure. um, I wasn't expecting them to tell me, hey, man, we need you to go on the truck and you know work on the truck for us 
so I go on the truck, but mind you, it's it's cold. Like we, it's a near around Christmas, and in mm-hmm. in St. Louis, sometimes it can get down to three, four degrees. Oh, for sure. So once that night, it was ten degrees outside, and inside of that truck, it was like negative two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you're in a big metal that's, ass truck. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. So they put me on the truck. I'm sweating like crazy. Um, I done went back and got my hoodie. I got a jacket now. I'm out on this truck trying to uh, stock the truck up like they're telling me. I'm freezing. I mean, like, absolutely freezing. And I told them, I was like, man, I got to come off the truck. I'm really cold. I was sweating this, that, and the other. And they were like, okay, cool. So at the end of the night, I went home. I took a hot shower, and I laid in the bed. That's when it hit me. Oh, man, like. I went to sleep for like maybe 45 minutes to an hour and I woke up and it felt like somebody just took two big bags of bricks and just started hitting my legs and my back and my arms that like I could not move like it hurt so bad that I couldn't I couldn't even get out of the bed to go use the bathroom like like I had to like lay on the wall when I was using the restroom because I couldn't like I couldn't stand up all the way and then when I sat down my like my back and my side and everything it just hurt it felt like needles it felt like man it felt like someone was like squeezing and wringing my arms and my eyes and when the lights came on like my head would throb and everything would spin um i remember um my son telling me dad uh won't you eat something and i was eating but i couldn't taste anything i couldn't even like i couldn't even feel myself chewing you know what i'm saying it was like I was numb. I couldn't feel anything. So that went on for like the entire day. And then the next day it was worse. Like it was so bad. Like my son and my daughter were crying. They were like, we're gonna call an ambulance. And um, they thought that, you know, I they, they thought I was dying. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they, they really did. So my wife, she winds up coming around and she's checking on me and trying to see what's going on. She's making sure I'm breathing and all this kind of stuff. And I want to say she stayed, she stayed with me that night and the next day she caught it. And I was like, shit, like I was like, man, I got to get up because she's sick now. And we, we gotta, you know, we still got a house to run (laughs) here. I'm like, man, you know, and neither one of us could do it. And I'm talking about like the worst pain that you could feel in your arms and legs. It's like having a car accident. You know what I'm saying? Like your back, like if your chest hits the steering wheel or something like that, and you feel that pain in your chest for like the next week. Oh, like, for sure. Man, that's how my lungs felt. That's how my whole body felt. And I was in the bed for a whole week. And then the next week I was able to get up and move around, but I couldn't walk. I couldn't like run. I couldn't, like I had to take my time. And then when I would try to talk and breathe, it wouldn't happen. Now, all of, oh, this, gosh. All of this stuff was going on, right? And the mm-hmm. whole the whole time all of this was happening, Donald Trump was on TV like, oh, it's nothing. It'll come, it'll go. It'll get hot outside. It'll disappear, this, that, and the other. And 
I'm laying in the bed next to my wife. She's laying in the bed and we both laying there like, Jesus, we finna die. Like, <laughs> like, like this is what it feels to be in purgatory. You know, like we, exactly. we are absolutely finna die this weekend. You know, <laughs> it was horrible, man. That was the worst I ever felt in my life. I mean, that ever. is crazy. And then for it to be going on where you still don't know exactly what's going on. You were the great before. Yeah. I mean, we went, we wound up going to the urgent care and they thought we had pneumonia. That's mm -hmm. what, that's what they diagnosed it with. They said we had pneumonia, we had fluid on our lungs, all that kind of stuff. And they were going to admit us into the hospital. But then the lady was like, we can't admit them in because of the COVID thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. They didn't know what what it was. Nobody nobody knew, but they just knew people started. And dying. then it's still June. It's still December 2019, so there are no tests yet. Yeah, and then when January rolled around, I want to say it was right after um, New Year's. January rolled around, and mm -hmm. uh, and um, I think I got into a depressive state myself because I thought I was gonna die. I literally thought like that stuff lasted for about three weeks. Oh gosh. <clears throat> and, when I finally was able to function and move around again and go back to work and all of this stuff, man, it was horrible. Like, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't wish that on nobody, man. <laughs> Not at all. That's what one of my girlfriends said. She's an actually an RN, and that was January. She had the same the, the same thing you were talking about, but you and your wife. She had the same thing, and be, her being a nurse, she diagnosed herself with pneumonia but then she ended up going to the doctor going to the hospital and they told her the same thing she said flu and pneumonia because i remember telling me she was like girl i got pneumonia and i was like what because she for two weeks she just couldn't get it together and she was yeah. just like so when we when all of this hit she was like shannon you think i had covid i said yes ma'am you did have COVID. yeah yeah <laughs> man. She and she was like yes that's exactly what i had but even her own doc, her being an RN, and she even said herself, she was like, had to be pneumonia and in the flu because those were the symptoms. Wow, man, that is crazy. Yeah, I, and I experienced it. I did. I, I would not deny it. But at the time, nobody knew what it was. That, that, that must have been so scary. Yeah, I'm, it was scary for me, Alex, to be absolutely honest with you because I'm, I'm an ex-athlete, man, and it's like, I know my body and I, and I would say that to my mom, right. I would say it to my wife. And I told my son that when he played football, he was out in Iowa and all that. I'm telling him, I'm like, Hey dude, look, learn your body. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if they, if the doctors give you something or if your, your coaches give you a supplement or something, you got to know your body. So if you feel a certain kind of way, you can stop taking it. Right. Exactly. You know? And, um, you know, he, he learned that, but, even right now at 44, I know my body. You know what I'm saying? I, I I know I know how I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. Exactly. It's so important to be in touch with your own body and know what's right, what isn't right. So then when something does go wrong, you can seek out help for it. It's so important to just know yourself and be in touch with yourself. And then when something seriously wrong, such as COVID, does hit, you know exactly how to identify the problem and who to seek out to help fix it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And um, I don't know. I, I would say uh, overall, guys, like with COVID-19 and the way that it surfaced, went away and resurfaced and then came with two of his cousins. 
um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think um, it is a time right now where <clears throat> we probably do need to get vaccinated and then try our best to, even if it is social distanced, see our family and be around our family for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it don't have to be an everyday thing. Hell, it don't have to be a weekly thing, but just maybe twice a month, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, FaceTime, all that kind of stuff, because it does actually help stop the depression. Yeah, oh, I, was, I can say, yeah, I was going to tell you, like, we'll tell y'all, like, what me, I had like two cousins that were really, really close. And so for the entire year last year, well, and we still do it. Every holiday, there's a Zoom party um, where we were like, like for Halloween this year, we were already planning our costumes. Like we already, we'll do like different recipes. And weekly, um, we got this from I Am Athlete podcast. So like we'll check in weekly and say like, um, how's your mental health on um, from one to 10? And you know, ten being it's, it's ten being it's great, and one being it's terrible. And so, depending on the number, we know like okay, it's time to have a conversation. But we have that open dialogue with each other. We can be real. We can tell each other how we feel. If I, you know, today is not today. Today I'm not feeling it. And then we'll ask the question like, how you feel? What's causing you to feel this way? What can we do to help you? Even though we're not in the same house, we've built this bond with each other that we know okay this is not a good day for her like we'll send each other flowers like just little things like that to keep in contact to say like if they didn't hear from me all day if i didn't hear from her like we send each other eye emojis like "Eh, what's going on like you need to tap in but that has helped us to look forward to things like now i'm looking forward to halloween or you know we'll just plan just random Zoom, we're calling like Zoom meetings. We're just, and we just have fun and tell each other what's going on. So I definitely recommend like having that person or persons that you can do those things with and you can be real with them and not worry about them judging you. And like just find ways to have some type of normalcy like in your life. So you, because yeah. I live alone and all, both of them live alone as well. So we just, we send each other like, pajama sets and then we have pajama nights like we just find <laughs> keep each other going and it has just been a big help for me you know just and whatever make it your own but just as long as it can help you with your mental health doing these things. i absolutely love all that and <laughs> i could not imagine going through this without facetiming or google duo or zooming i could not imagine how much more difficult it would be and how much heavier the isolation would be if we did not have those outlets and technology to help get us through yeah, yeah. yes well yeah. i guess it was all planned for this whole purpose right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, until until they can figure out a way to, I guess, lessen the amount of of uh, death. Yeah. You know, then yeah, we we have a lot to look forward to with the Zoom parties and the, you know, the Facetimes and things like that. Um, you want to be able to still uh, see your loved one when all this is over. So. Yeah. Yes, if if only there was a way to help prevent COVID and it was free to access it. (laughs) If only there was, if only there was, maybe they'll come up with something soon or maybe you should uh, cough, cough, go get vaccinated. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's what's what's up. All right. So um, 
ladies, hey, before we get out of here, man, let's take another quick break. Um, when we come back, we'll get an affirmation from Miss Shannon. <laughs> man and we back it's your big homie bobby dollars and welcome back to the bobby dollars show hey um we coming to the end of it all man um i just gotta say shannon alex um when it comes to COVID 19 we absolutely know that depression is is key like it's gonna happen because you just don't know what to expect um we absolutely know that compassion can help relieve some of that stress that causes the depression um even the anxiety of thinking or or knowing that you have covid um i i really i really think that uh deep down inside that if we can actually open up doors i guess for people to mentally be free yes um that that would actually help and and you know, so much. Get some of these people out of the, the situations that they're in. Um, Shannon. Mm, yes, sir. <laughs> Miss Miss Five Minute Convo. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. I really did. This is fun. Yeah, man. Now I know on your on your podcast, <laughs> you always pride yourself mm-hmm. by dropping an affirmation at the end of every episode. Yeah, you, you you know you got me about the freestyle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So can we get a little love here, man, for for all the the people that are listening, man, that may actually be suffering from depression, man. You know, they love to hear those kind and positive words. Yes, let's see. Um, I am creating space to allow myself to feel and receive an abundant life. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. That's what's up, create, man. Create that space to allow those things to come in that we actually need and deserve. So we I can like live that. abundant life. That's what's up, man. Positive vibes only. I like that me? a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to create that space today. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Alex, you got any last words for us? Try, try to cre- take Shannon's advice. Try to create that space today. And just call up a loved one that you haven't talked to in a while. Get on a Zoom with them. Do a FaceTime call. Do a Google Duo. Get, stop isolating to the best you can, but still distancing. Go mm-hmm. see each other in a park with mask on. Set six feet apart. Go do something and stop isolating for today. Enjoy Sunday 
and go go socialize, but do it safely. Do it six feet apart. Wear your mask when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Just do it safely and be safe. Hey, that's what's up right there, man. Hey, I want to thank you, Shannon, and I want to thank you, Alex, man. Um, today was a, a great episode, man. Another great episode with more great people. You know what I'm saying? And um, I can only appreciate y'all. Um, Shannon, you want to tell the listeners how they can find you? Um, yes, I am on Twitter at 5 Minute Combo. You can check out my podcast. I drop episodes every Wednesday. They're only five minutes. I go in there, talk my little spiel, give you an affirmation, and get on through. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up, man. What about you, Alex? How can they find you, girl? You can find me on Twitter at eflame underscore 717. You can find me on Sir Charles in Charge, Tante and NBA. And you can find me on culturist.com talking about things that relate to pop culture. I'm about to start a weekly column on the ABC drama Big Sky. So go check that out. And I highly recommend that show. It's very good. Yeah, I like that, man. See, big things, big things. I like that. Hey, well, you know, hey, man, you always can catch your big homie right here, man. At the Bobby Dollar Show and BobbyDollarShow.com. Hey, today was a great episode, man. And uh, I want to thank y'all once again for coming out. Hey, it's the big homie. And this has been the Bobby Dollar Show.